1: is going on Colts Nation. Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Guys coming off of the week two or week three game for the Indianapolis Colts and the Indianapolis Colts win in style against the Baltimore Ravens. That dramatic fashion winning the game as they did. Truly crazy, but finally able to sit down and think about it a little bit. And now I get to talk about some of these studs and duds for the Indianapolis Colts ahead of week four. Now, obviously, like I mentioned last week, with a win, you have a lot more studs and then you have duds. So, of course, a lot of people have differing opinions, but we'll gladly talk about that. And leave me your opinions in the comments section below. But without further ado, let's get into it. First guy that's a stud. Zach Moss, again, what more can you say about what Zach Moss did? Two different runs today of 24 yards, had 30 rushes, 430 yards, had four yards per carry on the day. He was just a bell cow. He has been the last couple of weeks, and until JT comes back, Zach Moss will continue to be that. And then, of course, even when JT does come back, I think you still have to get Zach Moss involved a little bit because Zach Moss has really helped bring a different tenacity to this offense that was previously lacking with the other running backs in the group. So fantastic work by Zach Moss today and especially with him not only getting it done in the run game, but also scoring a touchdown in the pass game too. He couldn't ask for a better game from Zach Moss and what he provided for you today. Another stud for you, Juju Brents, who made his NFL debut, missed the first two weeks due to the coaches stating that he just basically wasn't ready based off their standards. But of course, what they saw last week in Daryl Baker Jr. left them to believe that there was at least a better option. Juju Brents may not be more readily prepared than Daryl Baker is. But you have to say Juju Brents can't do much worse than what we saw. And at the point of attack, it's kind of at a, it was kind of at a point of where the Colts just saw there wasn't much effort. Like it just felt like there was a lack of a hundred percent effort from Daryl Baker, which I think is what put him behind here because Plenty of cornerbacks get burnt every single week, but not everyone gets benched because of it. And that led me to believe it's not just the play. It's the attitude and development. But Juju Brents came in there, first game, and off the jump just showed you he was flying all over the field, hitting guys hard, making hard tackles. I don't remember how many tackles he officially ended with, but I know it was a few. Had that forced fumble and fumble recovery on the second drive. Had a pass deflection and, like I said, a couple of really good tackles in this game. Juju was flying everywhere, and that was the kind of thing you wanted to see from your second round corner that you drafted. For that reason, he may be a little raw in the in the process and might need a little more time to develop, but cannot question his athletic ability, and his ability to fly over the field.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: And that is exactly why Juju deserves to be on this list because of forced a fumble, recovered a fumble, and was making big plays across the field today. Another group I'll mention is the defensive line. Again, you sacked Lamar Jackson four times in this game. Quitty Pay got one. Samson Mbukum got one. EJ Speed got one, which, of course, that's a linebacker, but also Taven Bryant got a sack, a strip sack. So, I mean, what more can you say? At, At big moments, for the majority of the game, the defensive line was making it very difficult for Lamar Jackson and that offense to get anything done. Outside of basically the first two drives and the last drive of the third quarter, there wasn't a single moment in my mind that the defensive line did not dominate the front. That That's the truth. I mean, the Ravens scored on the first drive. The second drive, they were moving until Juju Brents forced the fumble, and the Colts weren't getting any pressure. But into, after that point, they started getting constant pressure on Lamar Jackson, forcing turnovers, forcing the offensive line to adjust, and – were able to slow things down in the run game. And, of course, we saw Lamar Jackson take over late in that third quarter. But then at the end of the game, especially the defensive line, making big stops in the run game, it was very huge. So I can't, I can't sit here and say enough about the defensive line and how they continue to make it to where they are just bullying guys. And after after week three, I don't know if it's going to stay that way because I don't know how the ending of the Sunday night game and the two Monday night games are. But the Colts are amongst the top teams. As it stands in this moment, as I'm recording this, actually are tied, I think it's with the Buffalo Bills, for the most sacks in the NFL. So, I mean, Indianapolis, through three weeks, is averaging – four sacks a game. And so this defensive line is getting consistent pressure on these quarterbacks. And it is phenomenal to see because if they continue that stretch, then you're going to finish the year with 68 sacks. And that would be a phenomenal number if the Colts were able to keep that up. Another last couple guys here from the defense that I can talk about Zaire Franklin and EJ speed Again, Zaire Franklin with another 15-tackle game leads the NFL in tackles. Zaire Franklin is just everywhere. EJ Speed making a couple big plays throughout the game. Again, these two have just become the dynamic duo of the linebacker core. And, of course, Shaq Leonard actually, I think, had the most tackles, if I'm not mistaken, of his season so far. I think he had seven. So he was a little bit more involved in this game. Uh right now, you could argue Indy might have the best trio of linebackers in all of the NFL right now. One thing I'll also mention for the offense, going back to that, Michael Pittman and Josh Downs. Pittman didn't have a ton of big catches in this game, except for the one later in the game where obviously his helmet was getting taken off. He goes up and just goes and gets a 50-50 ball. His helmet's coming off. He can't even see it and just proceeds to catch this thing with the biggest catch. We labeled it on this channel as the biggest catch of his season and of his career so far. So fantastic from Michael Pittman today. Josh Downs, again, albeit no amazing catches, but a lot of catches that really helped move the chains. And that is exactly, again, what you're trying to get out of Josh Downs is get these eight, nine-yard receptions that help move the chains. And Josh Downs is becoming that. So fantastic from there. And the last stud I'll mention, Matt Gay. Cody talked about it in the recap. This is why he paid Matt Gay this money. This is why he paid him to do this. First and only kicker in NFL history to hit four 50-plus-yard field goals in the same game, ever. I mean, that is amazing no kicker in NFL history has ever completed four 50-plus yard field goals in the same game. And that wasn't even all of them. He even tacked on a 31-yarder in that game as well. So he went a perfect 5-for-5. Player of the game, no question about it, he was the golden ticket for the Indianapolis Colts in this game. Now, moving forward to the duds here. This one will be a little different. I have to put Gardner Minshew here. I know some people may say that he performed well enough to not be named a dud, but I look at the five sacks he took. I would suggest that at least three, I would probably argue four of those sacks from Minshew were his fault, where he did not read blitzes very well. Kyle Hamilton, the safety for the Baltimore Ravens, Accounted for three of the sacks on Gardner Minshew, basically running the same blitz over and over and over again. Gardner Minshew was just holding on to the ball way too long, not hitting hot reads, not recognizing blitzes, and was taking unnecessary hits. And it stalled a lot of drives. And I understand when it comes to the Isaiah McKenzie thing at the end of the game towards the fourth quarter when he decided to just let that punt go and proceeded to back the Colts up to their own two instead of at the 11. I totally get it. That was a lapse in judgment. But at the same time, Minshew has to be aware that he cannot step out of bounds and cannot hold on to the ball while in his own end zone. And sure enough, the Colts did not get that done and that is on Minshew, and he's got to be better. And, of course, we know that he's not going to be playing much once Anthony Richardson gets back, but Minshew has to be better at understanding he has to get the ball out quicker because a lot of drives were stalled and lost points because of Minshew's indecisiveness. Other person I'll mention is Alec Pierce. Uh, Statistic-wise, this was the best game by Alec Pierce had a couple of big catches that helped move the chains periodically throughout the game. But you also saw a dropped pass in the fourth quarter nearing the end of the game when he got it inside. He got a catch inside the five-yard line and proceeded to drop it. Again, great coverage by the defender. But if you're Alec Pierce, you got to come down with that. That was a throw that would have put you inside the five yard line and you as the Indianapolis Colts probably could have won the game much sooner and much easier had you made that catch. And it's another play where Alec Pierce just failed to bring it in. And it's been a trend this year in the moments that matter. And it's really stunk to see Alec Pierce do that. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Honorable mentions, I will say, Braden Smith definitely had some issues today. He had the most issues of everyone, even though the offensive line was typically not that bad today, at least in my opinion. Braden Smith did have a little bit of an issue with that side, but nevertheless, that's why I didn't want to officially put him as a dud because I don't think he was that terrible, but he did have a few that that missed it. And the tight end play, I definitely will say, is a dud. I think it was probably due to the Colts' game plan. They knew coming into this game that the secondary of the Baltimore Ravens was very shorthanded. So, of course, it was Gardner Minshew really trying to focus in on hitting the wide receivers a little bit more frequently than the tight ends because you wanted to try to hit the outside numbers A little more than the inside because the front seven was still there for the Baltimore Ravens, even though their secondary was a little bit thin. But, of course, we wish that we could have seen the tight ends do a little bit more in this than anything else. But that's going to do it for this video, guys. Let me know your thoughts on this and whether or not you think that, did I miss any studs? Did I miss any duds? But let me know your thoughts on it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, go Colts.